0: Introduce a, a separate piece uh, on related to the Basutu Blanket saga um, we 've built on in in the, in the kind of first part of this discussion or this podcast, we talked about introducing IP aspects using um, the coca cola bottle we've, uh, we 've talked about copyright using the monkey um, selfie. Uh, and to try and get some kind of 10 or so uh, considerations for IP, for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Now we want to talk at a real life scenario where uh, we've got a traditional community, um, the the Basutu Nation, uh, who uh, have become famous for their blankets. And uh, we've got an international powerhouse uh, by the name of Louis Vuitton who are uh, inspired by these designs and selling um, products at a, at, a, at a price that they can sell them at, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and And is anything required to go back to the local community? I don't necessarily want to talk about that case in particular, only just to highlight the issues. But I think I want to look at – the Basutu culture, the Zulu culture, the Peri culture, the Afrikaans culture, uh, and see um, how us as South Africans can preserve uh, these cultural aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, just to borrow from one example, Biltong, for example. I mean yeah. Biltong is now it's trademarked in in in, uh, in Switzerland, um, and no doubt that guy's making beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not built up. Uh, I mean, that should, that should really piss yeah. off the nation of South Africa, yeah. but, but it doesn't. No. And, and, and this is because we are, as a nation, I think, fairly laid back about yeah. these things. Mm. We, don't, um, we don't take our IP rights too seriously. And, and as a result, they get used and exploited by others. And, right. and, and we do get upset when this happens. Mm. But are we not to blame mm-hmm. ourselves? So let's look at the Basuta culture. I want you to talk to us, Maureen, about, uh, you're of origin. Yes. Perhaps you can tell us about these blankets.
1: All right. Um, often, thanks, Darren. Often, um, I, we hear a lot of, especially about, but the Suto will recognize with this is, um, we get the question of, you know, it's so hot in Lesotho. <laughs> Why are people wearing blankets at 33 <laughs> degrees? <laughs> and, um, that's only because the, the blanket is of such great significance in the culture. Um, the blanket actually dates back to about the 1800s, um, where um, some missionaries had had. A- popped into the if you want to say and they offered a blanket to uh, Mshasha the 1st the king Mshasha the 1st they offered him a blanket um, as a gift and he loved it so much that he actually um, stopped wearing his leopard skin you know blankets and and, and wear um, because the blanket was of such you know it was it he liked the feel of it he just absolutely loved it and the Basotho then obviously followed thereafter um, and also when um, in around I think 1865 to 68 somewhere there um when the settlers were actually encroaching into Lesotho, um, the the King Mushosha I then um, spoke to Queen Victoria and said, "Could you please um, can Lesotho be a British protectorate um, uh, um, of, of 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 Britain?" And um, the Queen was like, "Absolutely," and she agreed to this. And when when she agreed, the King um, said that she was spreading her blanket of protection over Lesotho. Wow. So the significance of the blanket has been, you know, has has really stemmed from that. Um, never mind the actual physical blanket; it's just the how Basutu view a blanket as as protection, as warmth, as um, you know, something that gives life, you know. Um the blanket is used in very, in many insta- um, different aspects of life of a, of a person, you know, from birth to marriage, um, when those go to the mountains, um, when kids are born to, you know, when people die. So it's, it's, it's there in every aspect of, 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 of a Masutu life. Um, and in this instance, um, I recall attending a conference and, um, the question in there was posed, as Darren has earlier mentioned, was, um, should we not be happy that, um, you know, the Basutu have really been placed on the map, so to say? Um, you know, the world is really aware of the Basutu people, of the blanket. Is that not a good thing? No, undoubtedly it is. It is a good thing. Um, however, what is going back to the nation and what are, what are they gaining from this use of their own tradition and culture and heritage? what do they get back? Well, let's
0: let's look at that. Don't they get acknowledgement back? They get acknowledgement hmm. back that they exist, that they're there, that they're important. Is that, that enough? To, is we, this enough? We are no. Yeah,
1: no, definitely not. I mean, we, we can acknowledge that we exist, but <laughs> when you are making, you know, something out of our culture and her- heritage, then we should actually have something sh- monetary of, of value should actually go back to the nation and should benefit the nation. And uh, an example of that, I mean, people would often ask, how Would um, that you know benefit a Whole nation for example look In instances where you make um, Let's say you sell a blanket And um, you make royalties or you license It out and you get royalties back that Money could perhaps be used to build an orphanage it can be used to um, for example there's been play pumps that have been created where kids play on a pump and it creates it, it brings up water from wells um, and that benefits a whole you know a community. whole community
0: mm-hmm. well let's let's look at that I mean I think Starbucks were involved in a dispute in Kenya yeah and uh, around the use of the Kakoi sorry the, not the cocokoi brand the the the, the use of blanket. the no 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 it was the Use of coffee beans. Oh. Um, uh, that they were Kenya being famous for, fa- you know, famous for its coffee. Were using the beans um, and naming the various geographical regions in Kenya on their products uh, for sale in order to sell more coffee products, mm. and the government. Um, the Government then uh, got involved and said, "No no, no, this is uh, we 're not getting anything back very mm. similar to to the Basuta blanket case and said, mm. hang on a second we 're not getting but yet our brands mm. our our local regions have become famous elsewhere mm. we 're not getting any you know and we 're producing this coffee at uh, whatever it might be, but it 's much lower than the mm. the price that they 've been sold to." And and they went into a discussion with uh, with with Starbucks and and Starbucks I think being uh, the ethical company that it is of course saw saw fit to set up an arrangement with mm-hmm. um, with the Kenyan government to recognise those regions and in return uh, they didn't command a royalty back but they what they wanted to ensure that the coffee beans uh, that. Would be distributed through their network mm, So in other words They created demand for their own coffee right. beans So that's how that helped the nation mm. Is by creating more demand For their coffee beans Through the Starbucks network mm. And and that to me sounded like a very sensible And mature way and of dealing with it yeah. well. And it creates jobs yeah. so, mm. so let's get back to the pursuit of blanket mm. case Is there not a situation where In fact, I think Maybe, I'm going to talk about Louis Vuitton that missed out on a trick here Because if they got the endorsement from yeah. the yeah. Basutu Nation, if yeah. they were authenticated mm. by the Basutu Nation, I think that the branding for there would be
1: far more valuable. Far more valuable. Absolutely. 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 definitely. I mean, for example, if you look at the actual blanket that was used or the print um, – the blanket in itself, I mean, it's, why is it so unique to, to Basutu? Why is it so unique to Basutu people and how is it different from other blankets? So the symbols, for example, that are used on the blanket, the designs, the colors, the pinstripe. Now that pinstripe, um, if you if you if you can visualize it, if you can see a blanket called the Siena Marena, it has a line going through it or lines really. Now these lines were actually a weaving fault back then when they were manufacturing the blankets, but the Basuto actually loved this 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 different colour of of a stripe that ran through the blanket. That it actually became such a significant, unique part of the blanket, and it identifies the blanket. So these symbols, for example, with the Santa Marena, which is actually used by Louis Vuitton, it has corn cobs in it. Now, these corn cobs in Basutu, um in the culture they signify wealth and fertility because um, maize is a staple food in the Basuto culture, um, and all of this, if put together, creates a story. About the blanket, it it tells you what you know Basutu value in the blanket, and it tells you what you know it's it's a blanket that was only used by really the prestige or the well well off people, but it just tells you what Basutu believe in and what they. And what they value Even the other blankets They have a a, For example A chareza A chareza is a a blanket That has this aloe That is only found In the in In the In the Mountain kingdom And you will find Only that that aloe on that blanket with the stripes there, and all the stripes are always present in all the blankets. So all the blankets tell you a story. They will tell you about from back then the what they call the badges of brave of when in back in World War Two when the when the British and the Basutu were fighting in World War Two. There's a blanket about that. There's a blanket about the prince. There's a blanket um, for the the queen. There's, you know, so the stories can be told just from these blankets. That's why they have such great significance and of value. And that's why it's not, it, it shouldn't be okay just to appropriate them and make use of them without anything coming back to, to, to the kingdom. and well, the at nation. least, at least
0: permission. I mean, the permission, in, in this situation, yeah. there's, there's a, a sense that one could actually alter the meaning of, of yeah. these blankets without even actually being aware of what that meaning is. And, yeah. and in, in doing so, uh, not only uh, it it could offend mm. I mean it could be highly offensive exactly. and, but again it gets back to it gets back to I think what steps can they take yeah. is the law in South Africa enough we, we've all decided there's a big debate going on that there's various need for this there's TK legislation that's in place it's Going through various t- departments of the government taking a very long time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but TK is traditional, traditional no, knowledge. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it's also the name of a hockey stick.
1: Oh but. my goodness!
0: <laughs> Sorry for the jog, but mm. I just just want to make sure that there. Are, but I, I want to get the point across that uh, actually there are things that one can do right now yeah. using existing legislation. So, uh, and what what we're thinking about is is you say okay, well I see that blanket and I immediately think of the Basutu culture. Yeah. I immediately think that. There is some kind of agreement that mm. exists between mm. the Basutu Nation mm. or mm. various of its agents yeah. and and, and well, whether it be Louis Vuitton oh, or whoever else. else is using it yeah. And, yeah. and they haven't and there are other users as well um, and, as, and as a result it, it's passing off in mm, South Africa absolutely. and therefore mm. I'm entitled to my rights. Let me ta- let me go and take mm. action, set out my rights, mm. and let's see if we can we can come to some kind of arrangement yeah. on that, um, and and so I think. IP rights exist around this. Yeah. I think people are not making use of the IP rights yeah. to to get their their product. Across. I mean, I think you mentioned earlier that that Louis Vuitton is using the corncob. I don't know if they are. I mean, mm. I've just got a p- picture of their of their uh, you, the the listeners can see it on yeah. the, their shirt there. They've got the distinctive uh, the distinctive. Um, uh, vertical or, or horizontal stripings and mm. and, and to k- communicate across, is like watching TV in the nineteen seventies, <laughs> really. or, or going to the the, the the bioscope and seeing. I'm giving my age away here, but see those old movies where where there's a test bioscope. pattern going going through <laughs> going through the stuff. And and anyway, that's become synonymous with their blankets, uh, yeah. and it's got the, there's a history to that. That's the, there's mm. clearly use of stripes there, um, mm. and and one can literally. Google the story and, and, yeah. and have a, have a, make your own a mind up. There, there's color variations there that are very mm, really similar. Yeah. Um, there's certainly a giraffe, which is well known for Africa, that evokes an African theme. Mm. However, you know, there, yeah. there, there is a, a corn cob of yeah. sorts there. I mm. mean, it may or oh, may not be a corn cob. we will, we'll, you know, one would have to look into that. But um, there are other uh, people in South Africa, even locally, mm. using that design. Um, on websites and and having companies that that make use of that design, and I, I think that you know the the, the Sutu culture needs to become a, If I want to criticise, I'm, I'm not, but I, I think this is an example mm. of of the need to take greater protection of one's mm. IP rights for mm. to literally to preserve the culture. Absolutely, and so we see we see that in the. We spoke about in the other podcast about uh, the Hector Peterson um, uh, picture. Mm. Uh, again, this is a very sensitive part of South Africa that could easily become distorted Absolutely. through the misuse mm. of that picture. Yeah. Um, mm. And I'm not just thinking about the picture itself. So How do I misuse a picture? Well, it's, it's now become a sculpture. It's now become yes. – there are war murals to that fact. Mm. Uh, and, and one would need to make sure that it presents it in the correct way mm. to, to mm. avoid – To avoid that.
1: Um, Sorry, Darren, just to add to that, um, there's a specific um, right. To you know distortions and uh, Mutilating really um, Of s- copyright stuff So for example um, If you take a picture and you completely change It in such a way that it, it can harm the Reputation or the dignity of the Author of the person who owns the copyright That is um, going against the Moral right um, of, of that Party that person has the moral right in That photograph for example or that Artistic work and um, To to make you know to, to see You if, if you are um, mutilated or adapting it to such a terrible extent, yeah.
0: Yeah, Lisa, The thing with the thing with copyright is, at some point, it expires.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: it expires. I
2: think fifty years after the life of the author. Yeah, yeah,
0: it depends on you know where you are. So. You know we this blank these blankets have got their origin, some of them, not all of them, some of the designs in the early in the eighteen hundreds mm-hmm. so and, 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 and there's no the difficulty with copyright of course is you can 't identify who the author is yeah. it 's very much a collaborative work mm-hmm. um and and often has expired so we we see often you know the Walt Disney characters that you yeah. have on um you know how they, ass, they exactly yeah. those those are now or very close to expiring mm-hmm. in the u s so you mm-hmm. get various lobby groups. Lobbying for additional or lengthening mm. That protection of time and then you get them Also converting their copyright Into trademark rights and filing for Mickey and yeah. Donald and and, mm. and all of them As, mm. as trademarks, the trademarks. Mm. and so This potentially is something Maureen that mm. the Pacific culture could Do now mm. well Mary Lita you can say I mean what, what would you do in terms of registering That as a As any form of IP, how could you do it?
2: I would definitely register it as a trademark. Um, I think you said it so nicely earlier when you said if you see that blanket, you immediately think of Basutu. So it is a source identifier, Mm. um, which is what you actually need a trademark to function as. Technically, we call it a badge of origin. Mm. So if people see that blanket, they immediately think of Basutu or Mm. the Basutu culture. Definitely protectable as a trademark in that
0: sense. Um, your coser, if I got the yes, right. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, is, I'm really terrible. So, the um, I mean, is there anything there that you would that you could think within your within your environment of uh, what could be protected uh, by your nation?
2: Yeah, it's quite a lot of things from the beads, the way that you wear them, the headpiece. Um, the we call it in Maui, um It's a pipe. You know, that they're used for smoking, um, a, lot, a whole lot of different um, things within our culture that could be actually protectable. Including mm. the clicks. Including <laughs> definitely the clicks.
0: <laughs> and these things are, you know, there, there's a point where you say to yourself, okay, well, why are we going about protecting this? Okay, maybe we've paid the point that it needs to be protected. Yeah. But, mm. of course, there's a budget involved. Mm. Yes. Who pays for these things? Who should pay for these things? The one who wants to own them. So it's the culture themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And who then supports the culture? You mean…
2: The head? The, definitely would be the king, the king or yeah. whoever has been appointed. But mm-hmm. now there's
0: funding for the king and it's always wrapped in controversy. Very controversial. I mean… You know, one just has to Google. You know, the, oh, the king's getting X Y Z, and, yes. and, and, and where's it going? And, yeah. and there's a palace that's been protected, and mm. and and a lot of people don't see the value in it. Mm. So, I guess there's also an education system and element, absolutely. element involved mm. as to why it's necessary to protect yeah. uh, these these this cultural country. aspects mm. of the country, and and then allocating that to. A, a body that has the means and the wherewithal to, to mm. do that. To do so that, yeah. I, I think there's a collaboration there that mm. could exist between Absolutely. between the culture or yeah. the head of the culture, yeah. whether it be the king or an agent or mm. a trust on, uh, set up by the king and with IP lawyers, yeah. marketers, branders, Absolutely. all of these to make sure that – when you go and see what the pursuit of culture is, there's been mm. an audit. Mm. You can see a website. You know where to get the license yes. rights mm. if you want a license mm. right, mm-hmm. and you can really grow brands mm. out of these, uh, out of this and potential royalty streams, creating mm. again uh, opportunities, opportunities. For, mm. for for the culture. So so what other cultures would you think, Maureen? I mean, there, there are so others. many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the what The bell I'm yeah. not going to put you on That's the spot, so. here, but, Zulu. 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 Zulu's, but, yeah. You just wanted us to say Zulu. You're so biased. Well, you know, I think he you is think
1: a he's Zulu.
0: He is are <laughs> Zulu. <laughs> Maybe it's because I was in towel. Oh,
1: uh-uh. Tamba. <laughs> we'll just give him a name now. That Temba.
0: Yeah, I'm going to stop this immediately. <laughs> um, but there, you've got a, a a central figure, someone like Shaka, mm-hmm. um, who is world renowned. Certainly, in in uh, the English will know of him very well because. The Zulus defeated the English at the Battle of Islandwana and very famously so. Yeah. Mm. Um, and as a result, they themselves, uh, through that and other aspects, have created potential for a brand. So mm. um, we've seen uh, a Shanka Zulu restaurant existing in London. And when we go onto their website and we notice that there are pictures of people there, but they're not even Zulu. Yeah. Or we've seen… Um, uh, There's wine That's mm. authenticated by the Zulu king Two different stories One I think has the permission of the king And one in fact I know has the king The Bayer de Wine yes. Has the, the authenticity of, of the king And it's sold in Russia and China And, and, and various other places Very well uh, And the beadwork around the bottle goes Has been done And goes back to Zulu beaders Or creates mm. In the community community. So that's one example I think of it working quite nicely Um, But how does one Then go about The Zulu um, Restaurant in London I mean how Do you send them a letter Um, And what would you say
1: These are our rights. (laughs) Start making use of them. Um yeah, I think identifying like we mentioned earlier is if you send them a letter and you 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 actually highlight what you want them to know. Okay. So you you have to indicate that these are our rights and you know, just show a bit of history because all of this has some sort of historical significance. Showing your history, showing the rights that are in there and how, you know, making use of it um how how making use of it is, 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 is actually affecting, you know, the, the people. But, Lita, yeah. they're
0: international agreements. So. Absolutely. And we are
2: a member of them. Um, in particular, the Paris Convention, yeah. uh, with, uh, of which the UK and South Africa are signatories. And mm. uh, we can put them on notice on that, that they're in contravention, yeah. um, of Article 6 Ter of the Paris, of the Paris yeah. Convention. Yeah.
0: Which um, protects protected emblems? There's certain absolutely. protected yeah. emblems, okay. Mm. So I think there's uh, maybe something is to get these emblems protected as national rights, mm. and 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 in that way, and in much the same way, we can't go and use uh, Scottish tartan no. the, all over our products. We can't use uh, champagne. Mm. We can't use um, the you know the the Prince of Wales. Mm. Uh, right. Emblems all over, our, without without someone coming down and saying to us, "Hey, pal, you're not allowed mm, to do that. Yeah. These are intellectual right, property rights owned by someone mm. else, and you need to respect them, and you mm. need to pay a royalty, and please, please stop." Correct. So there are there is legislation in place to do this. Uh, again, uh, what's quite nice about Article Six Two is that you know through the process you get automatic protection yes. as as a, as a national emblem. In other words, you don't have to then go and fund that protection. Mm, mm. Um, and it gives blanket protection. So it's not just the Zulu restaurant that we see mm. in, in London. We've also got um, – uh, we've seen Zulu fighting techniques mm. um, being used and portrayed in video games. In the gaming industry, of course, there's potential a potential huge, huge mm. amount yeah. of money. And, mm. and, and so – I think there's an opportunity there as well Absolutely um, And I do know that the Zulu king has, has recognized this He set up a Zulu IP holdings mm. uh, Which is mandated to to do all this protection for mm. him And and, and, uh, and it's not just for him It's for him on behalf of the nation Absolutely um, And I think at, at some point also it would be good to get government uh, um, yeah. government help here And also for this TK legislation to go through yeah. TK being the name of a hockey stick <laughs>
1: No, try to um, <laughs> Darren, quickly if you can just advise us in- in terms of uh, copyright, if so, let's say somebody's uh, using your copyright abroad, um, is there any form of legislation that can assist um, in protecting your copyright?
0: Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, the, uh, copyright of co- copyright is fantastic because it's mm. free. And mm. then you've got you – we talked about the Paris Convention. Then there's a very important place called Bern, the Bern Convention, I think that's what you were getting at. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that results in reciprocal protection of each other's copyright. Right. What it basically says is that each country will protect the other's copyright in the same way as it would have done so had that copyright been protected in, in that country in the country, in the country. concerned yeah. so yeah. you if you run those rules and and it, and it still exists mm. then one can use copyright quite well mm. passing mm. off an unfair competition which we talked about earlier yeah. Yeah. um article 6-2 mm. are all, all mechanisms for us to use um to protect, protect. local local cultures mm. and um i think that's it uh, uh, that's a just a kind of a wrap from us uh, on on the Bisitu Nation traditional knowledge. Mm. Our first podcast and first feature of this uh, went through IP for Entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and uh, we hope to be back in studio again. Lita, myself, Maureen, and perhaps some others, uh, yeah, get them involved <laughs> um, to to advise and educate and assist people protecting their intellectual property um, in cost effective ways. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks, thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Cheers everyone. <laughs>